0: For some reason, all the cholesterol talk over a couple of years didn't scare me. But the moment she said, you're pre-diabetic, it was like a smack in the face. I've got a nephew. He was three years old that was diagnosed with diabetes. Poor kid didn't ask for that. I mean, he didn't do anything to himself to make himself like that. And here I am. I was, I think, 42 at the time. And I had every ability not to have diabetes. It was on me that I was at that point. And how could I look my nephew and my family in the face, especially my kids, if I could get out of this and and not have to worry about this?
1: All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, the host of this podcast, and I'm truly honored to be joined by Mr. Anthony LaGuardia today. Anthony is an incredible program member. He has an amazing story. And as he's going to tell you, this guy literally runs a potato chip company. And in coming on the show, what he said is if a guy who runs a potato chip company can lose weight and get healthy, anyone can. But there's so much more to Anthony's story than just being an entrepreneur, potato chip guy. Anthony, welcome on the show. I want you to tell us everything. And a little bit to start off, we have a tradition of your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and then
0: we'll kind of get into your story from there. Okay. Hey, I'm incredibly excited to be here. When I got the note you know that you wanted to talk to me, I was like, this is awesome because it helps me to... Feel like I've accomplished even more, you know, and it, it's such a, a great way to, you know, kind of kickstart my next phase of this. But again, I'm Anthony LaGuardia. I'm from Northfield, Ohio, which is smack dab in the middle of Akron and Cleveland, Ohio. I'm 45 years old. I have a beautiful wife, Marin, who is also a fit mother project member, and two children, Johnny, who's eight. And Lucy, who's nine there, as you said, from what you could read, they're firecrackers and a lot of fun. And thank God for the extra energy I'm getting because they they keep me you know, on my toes. Like you said, I own a potato chip company. I'm one of the two owners with my brother, Paul, of Hartville Potato Chips and also my family owns a company called Repros Incorporated where we do large format graphics. So if you go to a Cleveland Indians game or the University of Akron or if you went to the All-Star game when it was in Cleveland, I was responsible for the majority of the graphics that you see at those places. And so we're entrepreneurs, and it's in my blood, and this program has been awesome because it kind of helped draw me back and, and help me readjust you know, what's important in life.
1: So Anthony, take me back before you joined the program. I imagine you're working your butt off for many years, putting food on the table, growing the business with your brother, taking care of spending time with your family. Tell me about what would may consider the low point of your health and how you kind of got there and what kind of spurred you to look into the Fit Father Project.
0: So going all the way back, I was a soccer player in high school and I had these dreams of playing in the World Cup when I got out of high school. Granted, I was never that good, but, you know, I ran nine miles a day. I played soccer four times a week. I was, you know, 175 pounds, could dunk a basketball at the size. I'm five foot ten. You know, I I was I wasn't a great athlete, but I I I was athletic, you know, and that I did a lot of stuff. And when I got into college, I broke my foot and broke it three times in one year and joined a fraternity, which is not really the direction that I should have gone you know, going and partying and drinking beer and having a good time. And, and I, I ballooned. I, you know, basically it was all right. I'm a college party guy. And as the years went on, I never really got out of it. And over 21 years, my weight would bounce up and down, you know, 230, back down to 195, 210, 200. And I did that for 20 years. But about two years ago, I went in and had a physical, and I'd had a physical every year. I knew my cholesterol wasn't good. But my nurse practitioner sat me down and she said, listen, you know your numbers are getting horrible. And I I wrote these down. My HDL was 32, my LDL was 91, my VLDL was 39, total cholesterol 159, and I had a cardiac risk factor of 6.1%. That should have scared me enough. Then she said, listen, you're also pre-diabetic. Now. And for some reason, all the cholesterol talk over a couple of years didn't scare me, but the moment she said, "You're pre-diabetic," it was like a smack in the face. I've got a nephew. He was three years old that was diagnosed with diabetes. Poor kid didn't ask for that. I mean, he didn't do anything to himself to make himself like that. And here I am. I was, I think, 42 at the time, and I had every ability not to have diabetes. It was on me that I was at that point. And how could I look my nephew and my family in the face, especially my kids, if I could get out of this and, and not have to worry about this? And so it just it scared me enough. And and as the owner of a potato chip company, I mean, there's no shortage of snacks. My brother and I have been in this business now for five years. We've been operating for three years, almost three and a half years so there was a lot of research and development. There was trying other chips to see what we liked. There was trying our chips to see what we liked. There was chips coming off the fryer that, you know, hey, somebody's got to try them. And, and in all reality, I had the perfect person to be looking at sitting across from me at the table when we had business meetings because my brother, I used to call him Mr. 6% body fat, and he only would try one or two chips, and he'd have his idea there of what was good or what was bad, but I couldn't stop myself. And, and that finding out that pre-diabetic and finally having somebody tell me, listen, 6.1% risk factor for cardiac problems, not a good thing. Go home and look at your kids and, and just think about it. And it was a smack in the face. So that was beginning of 2020. And I started looking and I started trying to just get in a little bit better shape. I started just kind of, you know, don't let myself eat a bag of potato chips every night when we're cleaning the chip factory. Don't eat another bag on the way home. You know, Try to stop going. You know, doing that type of thing. But then the pandemic hit, and we're all stuck at home. And my brother and I, we made a decision, all right, we're not going to be in the factory during the day. Let's keep our employees safe. Let them manage it in there because we have a production manager that does a great job. We're going to stay out of there, and then we'll go in after hours while well, I'm stuck at home. And my sales job for signage, everything's being done from home. So I'm sitting at my desk, and it was the middle of March, and I knew I had to do something. I had all this time on my hands. I had always actually been the guy that said, I wish they had a TV show for guys who were just somewhat fat, somewhat overweight, that they'd pay me to take you know six months off of work and go you know, go to an island and get fit. that wasn't gonna happen, but God put this pandemic, I think, in my life so that I could be at home more often and have time. And I was just scrolling through Facebook and Fit Father Project popped up. A guy that I played baseball with 30 years ago had liked the project and it popped up on my screen. And so I clicked on it and I read the story about your dad. I'm 45 now, so I was 43 at the time. It kind of hit home to me because I believe your dad was 42 years old at that time when he passed. He was 42. It just struck me. Everything you said in that first thing that I read hit me hard because I'm like, here I am. I'm overweight. I'm pre-diabetic. I've got two little kids that I want to see grow up. They're so much fun. And I didn't even go upstairs and tell my wife. I says, I'm doing it. And I, I... ordered it and I had five pound kettlebells that were in the basement that my wife had been using. It was the only thing I could get for like months, not months, maybe weeks but I went at it and I read everything on there and boom, that was it. It was the decision maker because everything that you said in there, it just the age, everything, your name being Anthony, it all just lined up. I don't know. It just, I tried weight watchers. I'd done DDP yoga. I've, I was in a cardio kickboxing class years ago where I was in a class with a bunch of guys who we all kind of bounced off each other. But when it was over, it was over. We all went our separate ways. And this just seemed like something that would fit.
1: So you joined this program, what are the first things you start changing in your life? And I mean, you made the changes with the potato chips weren't around as much because you're at home, but like, what do you actually start changing in your routine immediately when you join the program?
0: So immediately I jumped on Amazon and I ordered, ordered new kettlebells. And part of my job with the chip company is I have a couple of stores that I go to and I deliver the chips there. So I was lucky at the beginning of the pandemic, while everybody's kind of locked up in a way, you know, I made sure that when I went to one of my stores, which was a produce store, I went in and I bought a bunch of vegetables. I bought lean meats. I I just kind of looked around at what I'd seen in the plan. And I says, all right, I'm taking this home and I'm gonna have this stocked here. And that was the key thing, was immediately nutrition. Just going in, I've got the time now that I can sit down and I can make myself a healthy breakfast. I can make a protein shake. I can make the manwich with the Ezekiel bread and pesto. I mean, to an Italian guy, you're throwing pesto sauce on something. How can I not like it? And I just found those things that I knew that, okay, I have the time to do this now. Let's do it. Let's plan on it. And my wife was totally on board because... To her it would seem natural too. She's always been a healthier eater than I have been. Perfect, just go with the nutrition, but then also just those mornings where I knew, okay, I already did my chip run, typically right now I would be driving to my other job at the morning at 7.30 in the morning. 7.30 in the morning was go downstairs into the basement and grab those five pound kettlebells, find whatever dumbbells I could, and just get my body moving. On top of that, we got to about middle of April, And my wife's cats had died, and the last one died in December, I was not a cat guy. And I said, all right, that's it, no more pets. And I had read an article about a guy who had gotten, I think it was reading Men's Health, and this guy had gotten a dog, he needed a way to get himself up, moving around and, you know, just moving. And so I went to our local shelter and I got Buttercup, our dog, a 60 pound boxer bulldog mix who a lot of energy and a lot of pool. And let me tell you, those first two weeks of walks were just like lifting weights because I was not used to you know, being dragged by something that heavy, but, but it was all just about movement at the beginning.
1: You're moving your body. You're bringing home the fresh produce. What kind mm-hmm. of shifts were happening with your mindset and your mentality? Did you write a mission statement as part of the program?
0: I wrote a mission statement and originally it was pretty simple. It was, I want to lose 15 pounds within 30 days. I wanna look better for my wife and I wanna feel better for my kids because I can honestly tell you beforehand, and they may, may tell you I'm not always the most pleasant guy at home when they're driving me nuts, but my attitude towards my kids was not always the best because I was tired because I was running two different places, I was gone every night, but I also just didn't feel good. And you know, it was to just set a better example for them, treat them the way that they needed to be treated, and man, I hit that so quick, that 15 pounds that it ended up like, okay, I hit 15 pounds. We're going to go for 194 pounds, which was what I was when I moved home from Italy and when I felt the best I've ever felt in my life.
1: So you were 223, you lost 15 pretty quick. Mm-hmm. How quickly did you lose the 15?
0: Um, I want to say the 15 was in about a month and a half. Okay, uh, it, it was pretty darn quick. I mean, 10 pounds melted off quickly. And then the other five was just pure endurance. And, and again, when you're taking things and my brother's been so worried about this interview because he says, is this going to be a hit piece on the potato chip company? It's not a hit piece on the chip potato chip company. It's hit piece on the guy who couldn't handle owning a potato chip company, you know? So, um, you know, you take some of those things out. It's easy when you're just, you know, following nutrition, moving to get rid of that
1: weight. So let's talk, you continue on this for weeks and months. I know you go through many phases of the program through phase two into phase three. What was the journey like from that point as your momentum starting to build? What kind of changes are you experiencing? Um, how do things shift as you get into like out of the initial launch part of the 30 days? And now you're kind of a little more in an acceleration cruise mode. What was that like for you?
0: So, and I know you've talked about the different moments that guys have. I call them my aha moments. Aha moment number one, it was really about 30 days in. I started to notice my biceps. You know, I've always been a bigger guy up top. Had I probably, you know, decided to delve into weightlifting at an earlier age, I probably would have been a pretty big guy. But I just always, cause my weight looked like I was a bigger guy, a more muscular guy, the way that I wore it. But I started noticing biceps, which I hadn't noticed before. And that was awesome. You know, 30 days in, and it was funny because at that time last year, everybody was doing Flex Friday. And I kind of the first few weeks I didn't do it. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. And I got I went into the bathroom and my wife is so embarrassed that I do this. You know, I'm in there and I'm flexing, taking pictures of it. And Flex Friday, but to me, it was like, I've got biceps. I, I look good. You know, this is the this is the start. And I even went out and bought my macho man Randy Savage shirt because I'd always said, you know, if I ever got biceps, man, I was gonna look, I was gonna rock that shirt. And then, you know, moving forward. As I got into day 50 was when I really started to see the results, though, because I got my first lab results back from my doctor. They had sent me to a cardiologist who did research because I could never get my good cholesterol to go up. So they wanted every six months to be checking me. And on May 20th of last year, I got the second round of results. So that's 50 days in, and my HDL has gone from 26.2 to 32 my LDL is from 94 to 91. My VLDL from 39 to 14, and my total cholesterol went from 159 to 137. But even better, my triglycerides were 195. I got them down to 68. And I'm like, damn, I've got something here. And it was awesome because I put it on there, and like all the guys, all the brothers are jumping on, saying, man, that's awesome. And you even sent me a note and said, listen, Jen, I'm proud of you. And and I. That drove me even more because there's people in my corner now, you know, backing me up. And even my nurse practitioner, she called me after hours and she says, "Lena, I got to ask you, what, what are you doing? And when I told her about the Fit Father Project, she said, can you send me the link? Because my husband really needs to get on this. You know, what, what you just did is pretty incredible. But then, you know, things kept moving forward and I started noticing little things like if I eat sugar how bad I felt, you know, and I was out one night with my wife and earlier in the day, my son Johnny had driven me bonkers. I don't even remember what it was, but there was this plate of rice crispy treats on the counter and I'm a stress eater. You know, that's the worst part about owning a business. That's a food business is if that's your stress reliever, you're going to eat it. And I saw those rice crispy treats. I think I put three of them down. I hadn't done that in four or five, you know, three months maybe. And we got to dinner and it's in the middle of, you know, midst of COVID scare. And I'm sitting with my wife and I start feeling sick and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I think I'm, I think I've got COVID. You know, I I felt like I had a fever. I was sweating, my stomach hurt. I just, I felt horrible. And I pushed my food away and she says, well, do you care if I get dessert? And I says, go ahead, get dessert. I'm just going to sit here, relax. And she was eating moose, And I says, you know what? Let me try a bite of that moose. And I took one bite of that moose, and I'm not kidding you. Within two minutes, I felt better, and it just showed me how horrible sugar can be to your system—that it can make you feel that bad, and then, you know, what it's doing to my system to make me feel better. If it—if it can make these kind of swings, it's not the right thing. So, I, I was learning all these things, and those were my moments that kept propelling me forward to say, "Okay, I'm on the right path here." But then, unfortunately, a few days after that. I was out in the yard digging and I heard snap and I was digging out a stump and I I've had shoulder problems since I was 15 years old when I broke my clavicle and dislocated my shoulder playing soccer and thought I had torn my rotator cuff. Few days later, I'm a, a few weeks later, actually, I'm at the doctor's office and I continue to work out doing things. I talked to Ben Sterling about, hey man, you know, I'm having this problem. How do I alter this? Other guys, you know, in the program were telling me other things. And then I came to find out that they thought it was a torn rotator cuff. And it all just became, okay, I now have the tools to make sure that I'm going to continue to lose weight. I know that I can keep the rest of my body going if I just focus on one thing nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. And that's what I did, got to that point and just got my new exercises, kept working out, you know, whether it was cardio or doing hit exercises where I could basically keep one arm up against my chest and get them done and just kept eating well. I feel like in my life in the last year and a half, you've sent me, and you're sending it to everybody, but it feels like these letters are sent to me because there was a letter about just walking. And when I lived in Italy, what did I do every day? I would walk. I'd have dinner, which would be a very lean meal. You know, Everybody's got this idea of pasta with meatballs and sausage. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. It was vegetables with lean chicken or seafood because I lived in Pisa. So I was right by the sea. And then when I moved south with my family, I was by the sea again. And lean meals, get up, go walk for an hour doing passeggera and I I had the tools. So this letter that you sent out my wife says, well, let's just start walking every night because she read it too. And every night after dinner, we went out for a 40 minute walk and the weight just kept coming off. It was amazing. I actually reached by July 11th, 194 pounds. So one armed, basically with one arm tied against my chest, I hit my goal, and it was like, all right, I got to just keep moving and keep going, and I did. I kept exercising, kept working at it, even though I had what we thought was a torn rotator cuff, until October, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I went in, and I ended up, I had a torn bicep. Here all the exercises the doctor had given me for my torn rotator cuff, was tearing my bicep even more. And a few weeks later, I was in there and they took out the large bicep, pulled the small bicep up, put it into my deltoid, screwed it into my arm. And that would have been about the point where I quit. That would have been in past years when I broke my foot, when I hurt my shoulder before. I was in a taekwondo tournament one time where I won the tournament, but I got punched in the head and I got my bell rung. I said, that's it. I'm done. This time I said, you know what? I, I'm not done. I'm going to keep going. And and I gave myself a few days, you know, to to relax. But then I went straight into rehab um, and and it was awesome because my doctor said, all right, I don't want you doing any of these crazy exercises you've been doing. I want you to take it easy. Just do the rehab. But my rehab was supposed to be five to six months where no exercise. You know, you're you're not going to exercise for five to six months. No lifting weights, nothing. I hit that rehab so hard and with my nutrition and just keeping my weight steady within five to six weeks, he looked at me, he goes, go ahead, just don't put anything else over your head until I tell you, you can. And that just meant no shoulder presses, no bench pressing, but go ahead, do bicep curls, do rows. You know, he gave me a list of things and he helped me alter my apex 10 so that I could do my apex 10. And still keep my biceps safe. So it was awesome. It was awesome.
1: Man, what an experience though. Like, I mean, hitting that obstacle and it strengthened you clearly because you crushed it. And that must have reinforced you even more. I think these things, when when you had something that would have derailed you in the past, but you were able to conquer this thing and make the adjustments and maintain the right positive attitude, like you're so much stronger for it. And congratulations. That's incredible.
0: Thank you. And honestly, it was, it was knowing that there was success and knowing people were behind me, that means all the world getting little notes from different guys and just a, Hey, what's going on? I mean, that just helps. But knowing that, gosh, man, I'm 194 pounds and I can go back up to 223 pounds, but I'm going to feel this bad as bad as my shoulder or my arm feels right now. I could feel a lot worse, but on top of everything, the doctor did tell me that, listen, You've got to keep this weight off and you have to lose more weight because within five years, you're going to need a new shoulder. You're going to have to get a new rotator cuff. But if you can keep the weight off, if you can strengthen the muscles, we might be able to push that out to 10 years. And if you can do that, that's better because once I put that new shoulder in, it's like a hip. I'm going to have to keep doing it throughout the rest of your life. So let's do what we can to push, push it off further and further. And... It actually was awesome that, again, it comes back to the program. The total body transformation hits right at the time that I'm told I can start working out again. And I was like, all right, there's my next goal. Let's do this. Let's get into it. I'm not going to be like a lot of the other guys. And, man, the guys who won, I look at them and I'm like, those guys are freaking superheroes because of how they did. But I says, you know, maybe I'm not going to win, but if I can inch myself closer to... A new goal. And if I can keep myself working, I'm not going to lose no matter what. And, you know, the $10,000 was not the prize for me. The prize for me was okay, let's see if I can get myself down to 185 pounds now because I had jumped back up. I was 194. By the time I got done with my surgery, I think I was back up to about 203, um, just naturally because I, you know, had to sit around for a few weeks and not do a whole lot. But, let's see if I can get myself down to 185. And did, I think 187 pounds during the time of the total body transformation. And it was awesome just to kind of see, because I started then seeing different things in my body. I started seeing my waistline start to slim down, which you know I'd seen before, but not really noticed. My shirt sizes had changed, where I was going from an extra large to a large. I want to thank you very much for the whole new wardrobe that I have. Cost me a lot of money, but it's been well worth it. I, you know, Yesterday, I went out and I bought a pair of size 36 pants for the first time since I was 18 years old. So it's awesome, but to keep on track, I used that as my new goal. And man, I hit 185 and damn, I'm at 185. I'm only two pounds away from being 40 pounds under where I started. And it was like a miracle. Yesterday, for the first time, I hit 183. So 40 pounds lost. I did it. That total body transformation coming in at that time, as I was done with that surgery, needing those goals just kept me moving in that direction.
1: Powerful, powerful. And I think lessons that I'm certainly taking from this is things are going to happen. You make the adjustments, you keep on moving forward, but setting these new goals, getting these new containers is really great. And a couple of things you mentioned, I know was really huge in your progress is the brotherhood group, which is, you know, the, the guys in this program, we're all doing it together. We're in these groups, we're chatting about it. And you've mentioned it, but speak to that a little bit more, like what that's been like on this program. Cause there's so many, you know, there's, there's Beachbody, there's P90X. This is a group of like-minded men changing their lives together. And I know you've been a huge part of many other guys' lives through your support uh, and vice versa. So let's talk about that for a little bit.
0: I have always been part of large groups. When I was in high school, I was everybody's friend. I couldn't get a date for the life of me, but I was everybody's friend. (laughs) When I got to college, I instantly became the president of the Italian club. And then I was president of my pledge class. Then I was president of my fraternity. And I was always part of a group. And, you know, as you get older, those things just go by the wayside. You still have your friends, but, you know, it's not as big of a group. And now I work with my family, which is my uncles and my cousins at Repro's. And I love it, it's it's wonderful. Then I go from there and I work with my brother. I love it, it's wonderful. I'm the oldest of five siblings. I've got my one brother who I'm so close with and we do you know these crazy business ideas together. But outside of there, there's not much time for friends. So when I got into the Fit Father Project, Flex Friday for instance, all these guys making jokes back and forth, hey dude, you look ripped, blah, blah, blah. And when I did the Macho Man, I think I got like 30 posts from other guys of, you know, oh yeah, and it was hysterical. But it has. I've gotten a, a great group of friends out of this that I, I mean, there's one guy, Nick Lynch. He and I text each other. I mean, he's in Great Britain. We're six hours apart, you know, time wise. And we came up with what I labeled it the other night, the Ultra Strictathon group. And we came up with these crazy ideas to do Ultra Strictathon with Stuart Taylor, who at first Nick did it because he needed to cut weight. Then I says, man, I really got to get over the hump here. I cannot break. I don't even remember what the weight was, but I can't break this. He says, well, we're doing ultra strict We did ultra strict for 30 days and 30 days was no, I mean, follow the plan to the T, but there was no, you know, going for chocolate at night or going for ice cream or potato chips. I would go into the pitch factory while they're cooking and everybody would be tasting them. And I'm like, but I had Nick and the other guys to fall back on to say, hey, I'm going to break and don't break. We only have 12 days left or this or that, you know, and thank God for those guys, because it made it fun with all the jokes and those things. But then on top of it, you know, there's other guys like Gerald Martin Stone and Stephen Alexander, you know, just who were all sending messages back because you see what they've accomplished. And it's become like its own little fraternity. And it's just been wonderful. And I don't think, and even Ben Sterling. I mean, that guy, I've driven nuts with the amount of questions I've sent to him. Not only like about fitness and nutrition, but ideas for the potato chip company. Protein powder popcorn. And I could just see him on the other end, like, what, you know, it couldn't be anything more carb-filled than protein powder popcorn. But, you know, those kind of relationships just made it worth the while.
1: Makes me so happy to hear. And for me, it's honestly... Probably the most rewarding thing too is to see the friendships in the group that we have and all the support from the guys. It's absolutely incredible. And maybe even maybe even as important as the meal plan, and the workouts, because it's that container of the brotherhood, the camaraderie that keeps you on track. So I absolutely love that. Question, Anthony, if you could give some advice to a guy starting out, maybe in your shoes before your first doctor's visit, you know, just kind of like caught in the whirlwind of life. Know there's a problem, kind of sticking your head in the sand a little bit, not want to dealing with it now has a sense he wants to get started, maybe this was you back in the day or the other guy, what would you say to that man?
0: Take a deep look inside of yourself. And even more so than taking a deep look inside of yourself, if you've got kids, take a look at your kids and figure out what you want them to take from you. Because you're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the other people that you know are around you yeah, the beginning sucks because, you know, you're going to sweat, you're going to change your, you're, you're, you're going to change the way you think about life, the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you move. And it's going to suck at first. There was a few times there where I just wanted to break at the beginning. But if you can look at your kids and look at yourself, look at your wife and say, I'm giving them, my best, then keep doing what you're doing. But eventually you're going to have real problems. But if you can make yourself better, it's going to be worth it just to make the leap and do it. And
1: to piggyback on that question, any closing words you'd like to wrap this up with, whether it's to our team, whether it's to your fellow brothers, whether it's to your family, your friends, or anything you learned that we haven't shared yet, because there's been so much good stuff. I'd love to give you some closing words to wrap this up.
0: Sure. So real quick, just to kind of update, you know, I've talked about the blood labs and everything, and I just got my new ones back just a month ago. And so now, again, I was total cholesterol 159. Now I'm at 96. HDL was 26. Now I'm at 28.3. I can never get my good cholesterols to go up. LDLs were 94. Now they're 55. My VLDLs were 39. They're 12 now. Triglycerides were 195. Now they're 62. My cardiac risk went from a 6.1 percent to a 3.4 percent.
1: You have that sucker. That is incredible.
0: Yeah, 15 months practically, 13, 15 months, something like that. So, to the rest of the people out there, to the brothers that are listening, and to anybody else that is listening that's thinking about getting onto this program, again, thank you to the guys that I'm a part of this with because. It's not just me that's doing it. It's the whole group that's doing it. And when we do say congratulations or attaboy or that, it's real. And thank you guys. But you know, to anybody that's thinking about joining, it's going to be worth it. If a guy who owns a potato chip factory who has you know every flavor of potato chip thrown at him to try for research and development, chocolate-covered potato chips, you name it, it's been talked about. But if I can do it, Anybody can do it because all the temptations are there for me and you've just got to break your mindset of, you know, these are better than the ultimate goal, which is a healthy life, a healthy family and, you know, success. Yeah, that's it.
1: You did it, man. And you're on the path and I'm so, so damn grateful our paths crossed and this conversation truly made my entire day. And I can't wait to share this with the brothers and, and everyone listening. And thanks, Anthony, truly from all of us for being the type of guy we built this program for. I know I speak for Stuart, Ben, Catherine, all of our team, Craig, all of us are just so pumped up on you. And you're the man, we talk about you often. So thanks for being the kind of guy we built this program for. And for everyone listening, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys who are 40 like you.